This is Matt Peters. This is Lex Lutz. And you're listening to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. Oh, crap. Were we supposed to do that at the same time? No. Okay. <laughs> Start the show. <laughs> okay. How's it going? Going good. Going good. Allergies kicking your ass? Yes? No? No. No, actually, I'm okay, surprisingly. Damn, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how. Sorry you're going Are, through. Is it um, is it not really kicking in up there yet? Because um, like, it's everywhere here. Yeah, Halloween. I think it's too. I think the chill is still too prevalent yeah. in the air for it to really kick into high gear. That's good. We have we've had it really heat up, so it's in the 90s. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yep, that'll, that'll do, do it. it, man. Shoot. That'll do it. Mm. Shit. Anyway. No, us yanks. The highest we've gotten in the past month or so is the uh is like forties, you know. Yeah. But it's climbing. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I know. Uh this summer's probably gonna be a rough one. This summer is going to be a motherfucker. No shit. Isn't that the song? Who sang that yes. fucking song? Mm, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wanna I say Maroon Five. I, I feel like that's an Adam Levine flex. Mm. It's been too long. I've been stuck inside for too long. Hey, guess who's going back to the office full time next week? Fuck. Yeah. Right when gas prices are real high, too. Right. You know, two things I wanted to accomplish. One, never going into the office again. And two, taking my wife on a road trip down the historic Route 66. Mm -hmm. And both of those things, both of those dreams dashed. Within a week of each other, thanks to these fucking gas prices. I'll tell you yeah. what, too. I'll tell you what. And this is going to be boring as hell to anybody who does not know me directly, but I'm going to say it anyway. Hi, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Um, parking in downtown Chicago is wild now. Like, there, the, the prices, the availability. Basically, if you don't have Spot Hero, you can't even play the game anymore. Jeez. Do you have a car now? I I do. Yeah. Yes, and I, I intended to drive it, you know, because we're we're doing. I'm I'm over exaggerate uh, over exaggerating with going back full time. We're doing a, a hybrid schedule. Yeah. You know, it sounds cool, but it ain't cool. Um, we're doing two yeah. days a week, and then everybody uh, gets Friday to work from home or whatever. Uh, it's gonna be a mess, and I'm I'm interested in seeing how this goes. But yeah, basically they told us on our on our uh, group call today, like you guys <laughs> who haven't been downtown in the past few months, it's crazy down here, and you need to reserve parking now. It's currently what Thursday, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about Tuesday when I actually go back in. They're like, yes, you have to reserve a spot now. And sure Jesus. enough, the spot that I would normally park in, it was like, oh, it's maximum capacity. So yeah, crazy. Damn, mm-hmm. that blows. It does. Everybody having kids, everybody who who has had, you know, family situations where they're able to basically pick up their kids and drop them off in a, in a reasonable manner, you know, without having to figure out the whole parental trade-off thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all going to be dashed now. People will have to refigure that out again. And then the trains, because they're reactive, not proactive. They've cut back on the schedule. So people who were able to get home on like the Metro or whatever 
uh, where it used to take them an hour, it's going to start like taking maybe two and a half. So that's eating Jesus. even more time away from your family and your couch and your controllers. It's going to be depressing. My company's hiring, bud. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. And you know, it's funny because every time, like, because you've, you've thrown that out before. And I know it's not a flex. I know you're not trying to make it a flex. But it always reminds me of that biggie line that UPS is hiring, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. It definitely isn't a flex. I've just already, I've already got Bradley. That's true. There. So I'm just bringing everyone in. That's true. We're going to fucking take it over. I got to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised and a little bit taken aback by how sharp uh, my name is Earl still is. I was watching some of that okay. today. Okay. Yeah. That's weird because I was just thinking about how I need to rewatch my name is Earl. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a good one, man. It tells a, it tells a, a pretty cognizant story. You know, they definitely knew what they were doing in that first season specifically. Like they had it, they had a plan. They teased things that didn't happen until like the end of the season. It was so cool. You know, yeah. it is very dated. It's on the cusp of when sitcoms start, stopped acting like, you know, being gay was weird. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that episode. That was the pilot, wasn't it? Where they it was gay Kenny or whatever. <laughs> Close. It was like the second one. But one, yeah, yeah, it was like, you know, the first half was a traditional sitcom. Oh, no, a gay person. And the second half was like, all right, we're actually progressive and we're we're coming to terms with this. And, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's an interesting. You don't want to spoil a, a TV show from 2006. Well, to be fair, not many people watched it. So I've been encouraging. I would say a lot of people watched My Name is Earl <laughs> in the beginning, but they just had a dip. And yeah. that's why they got canceled. Nowadays, that show would have run for six seasons. I mean, this is an anecdotal thing for me, definitely, because I feel like I didn't talk to anybody who'd heard of that show, who watched the show back when it was on. Me, always being a fan of Jason Lee because of, of course, Mallrats, I -hmm. watched it from the first episode and watched it all the way to the end. I stuck with it through the hard times and the good times. Same, yeah. You know, and I I thought it was worth it. You know, I was disappointed when it got canceled because it just unceremoniously got the rug pulled from under it. Um I'm very but, curious what the ratings were. Let's let's go yeah. let's go on the full tangent, y'all, and let's find out. But that first season, they really they put they 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 put the full court press behind it. The ads were there. Yeah, um, it was a big show. It Giovanni Ribisi was in that first season for more than one episode. Um, uh, Jean Favreau was in there, you know. So they really tried. But yeah, I I don't know. On my end, in, in my circles, people weren't really talking about it too much, unfortunately. But you know. That was, <laughs> That was before I was a member of CNSC, so who knows? I don't know what the By vibe the was. By the of its third episode, it was the highest rated show, new show, or I'm sorry, the highest rated NBC new fall offering of that first season. Mm, okay. And then it was ordered to a full season. Yeah. It had uh, 14.9 million viewers that's fucking huge and then at the end it dipped to 6.6 million i feel like they could get all those people back for a a a tv finale on peacock or something like that yeah i'm trying to think of a show to look up that would be like not comparable in quality but a just a tv show that airs that's a sitcom right now oh well 
I think uh, I was going to mention Abbott Elementary uh, just to to change the subject a little bit, but uh, the new Wonder Years, I guess. You know? Okay, let's look that up. Yeah. Wonder I am curious years. how that's doing too because it's a good show and I you know I don't talk I about it that much. Um have you seen Abbott Elementary yet? No, that's that's in my list. It's not that I don't want to see it. I just uh just haven't gotten around to it. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So, just to give context, the series premiere of The Wonder Years, which is doing well. Mhm. Um fairly well ha- got 3. Two three million views okay. viewers. Okay. So it got literally half of what my name is Earl was getting when my name is Earl got canceled. That's how different television is now. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we got to put it in context too because television yeah. is is way it's different. It's completely it different. But that's what's crazy. If you know my name is Earl. Now let's look up This Is Us because that show, yeah. even though it's not the same um, genre, is. Like the highest rated show on NBC right, right now. Right. I almost feel like um, Community would probably fall within that same fan base of My Name Is Earl. You know. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's I'd put that in the same sitcom genre. Okay, so This Is Us has been the most successful show that NBC has had in years. Okay. Like it's a huge, huge show mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Their average um, viewers in the millions for the first season was 12.84 million. Mm. So it was, My Name is Earl was still well above that. Um, and then the cancellation of My Name is Earl, like This Is Us, which is a incredibly successful show mm-hmm. would have been canceled this season like it's in its last season but because it has 5.46 <laughs> like it's just it's weird it is it really is it's it's hard to imagine because the amount of money they spend on episodes and you know advertising yeah. and everything like i feel like that dwarfs in comparison to what they used to spend but the numbers are still way down so you know i doubt that Hmm. I doubt they spend less now. I bet they still spend a lot of money, especially when they have like a stacked cast. Oh no, that's what I meant. I meant they're spending more on on production now. Oh, than I'm they sorry. Did back yeah, then. but yeah, the numbers are lower crazy. than they. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that that trade off is pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't fully understand. The business of all of that because the way that they would cancel shows left and right back in the day mm-hmm. when it was getting like you know good a good share of ratings is wild to me i think it's just they they had no foresight um even into like i'm not talking about streaming services and like what they can sell to streaming services but like even dvds and stuff like that i'm like you guys have home media like that's a whole other market. The more seasons you make, the more you can fucking sell people. Right. You know? I mean, think about it. It used to be so simple. You make a good show, you make a hit show, uh, you know, the, the, the advertisers show up and then, you know, you just rake in the cash. Now you have to take in consideration, uh, streaming media, uh, you know, uh, physical releases, um, yeah. all that stuff, music rights, all of that. Uh, yeah. Syndication, of course, that's always been a thing too. But yeah, there's just so much to to, to keep in mind. 
when it comes to just making a, a, a decent story for people to like just vibe out to. So Yeah, man. and my name is Earl was cancelled after what was it four seasons? I think four. Yeah. Like you were so close to having like <laughs> legitimate syndication numbers. I remember right. they used to run reruns on TBS. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. But now I don't see it at all, probably because there's not enough episodes for them to like truly run it into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It is weird, but yeah, I mean, I it's good. I mean, some of it, of course, didn't age well because, like I said, it was in that in between time of television yeah. when like things were, uh, you know, they were they were kind of finding some things out about the world at large, and it was supposed to be a little bit harsh around the edges because he was learning and growing within the show but you know don't don't expect like you know last man standing type humor on there which i made the mistake of watching 10 minutes of that the other day holy shit you know i knew it was bad and i knew about tim allen's like you know politics and his, his oh i thought you were talking about last man on earth that's I was the like, problem what? yes i look I was like, dude, Will, like the Will Arnett show, that show, or not Will Arnett, Will Forte show. I was like, that's a good show. Yeah, no, no that, never that mind. show rocked my face, and I, I miss it so much. But Last Man Standing, I wish I would never, I, I wish I could erase that part of my brain. You know, like I was there for 10 minutes, and the only reason that I was there for 10 minutes was because he made a Buzz Lightyear joke at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, it's that type of show. It was not that type of show. Oh God, no! <laughs> you know his, it's not it's it's no home improvement. His his good for nothing son in law works in a pot store. You know those liberals and their 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 wacky tobacco. You know is that and, show still on the air? Uh, Last Man Standing, yeah, yeah, it's on Fox. Holy shit, it's, it's on Fox. On, Fox picked it up. It's been on for a while. Yeah, yeah. Fox picked it up once ABC canceled it. And then Fox in turn canceled Last Man on Earth. Yeah, they so, they made their choice. Yeah. They, they well, they were like, choice. this is too confusing for our marketing, you know. <laughs> yeah, they 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 know their they know their um their viewer their demo. base their demo. Yes, yes, they do. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. This is like some mass excellent adventure. You already know that, of course. We are here to rock your socks. On or off, we don't really care. Uh, with podcast goodness, it's 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 late in the winter. You know, you can call it early <laughs> spring, whatever you want. But right now, right now, all that matters is that you're going to relax with us for about an hour, and we're going to tell you about some stuff that's going on in the world at large. So, are you ready? Yeah. And by the world at large, we mean entertainment. We That's don't true. really want to deal with any of that other world stuff. <laughs> Let's not think about that, guys. I said, Let's like, avoid reality. Right before the show, which seemed like it was something straight out of the onion. But nope, it was not. And we ain't going to talk about it instead. We are definitely not going to talk about it because no. <laughs> we are avoiding reality. That's right. Anyway. Join us. Join us as we avoid reality by Join talking us, about won't you? the whimsy of others. Let's talk about... Let's talk about Simon. Simon. Simon sent me a voice message. Yeah. Oh, um, and he was saying, which he often does, not because he's a weirdo. I should have added context to that, but because he takes care <laughs> of his little baby. Okay. And a lot of times when he's messaging me, it's easier to type sure. rather than type, like to just send me a voice message. So he's like, hey. So, you know, he wanted to write in and let us know that. In the UK, they do indeed have all of the adult content that we are missing 
on Disney Plus. Oh, so okay. he thought it was kind of strange that we don't have access to that, and it is under that star, mm. right? Like that thing. So like, yeah, they have access to all of that through Disney Plus, and we are getting ripped off. We are. I was so excited about that because I saw <laughs> it during one of like the D twenty three presentations. Uh, where they were talking about that. I'm like, cool, we're going to get that soon. They were like, no, <laughs> not in the U.S. <laughs> what are they planning on doing with that content in the U.S. then? Nothing. That's what I want to know. You know what? I was funny enough. I was just reading a story. I was putting the notes together for the show, as one does. Mm-hmm. And I saw that there are some parental groups who are upset that Disney Plus decided to add Daredevil to the lineup. And it's like. Most households have Netflix over Disney Plus, I would say. I mean, the numbers are there. You're upset because yeah. Disney added a property that they own, saying it, it, it dilutes the brand. Hell no. You know what? It strengthens the brand because it shows that they have the ability to tell more than one story, that they have the ability to appeal to more than one demographic. Now, right now, we're not really riding with Disney too tough. Because of uh, them accepting some weird donations down in Florida from, uh, or rather, yeah, donating to uh, to some politicians down in Florida. Yeah. But on the entertainment side, you know, let's talk about it. Do you think that shows like Daredevil, Punisher, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones belong on Disney Plus, or should they make a separate avenue for that sort of thing? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I truly don't care. I feel uh-huh. like it's your responsibility, your personal responsibility to monitor what your kid watches. Please. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to actually parent their children. Do you want to be a wet blanket? No. Do you want to like sit there and tune out and enjoy your free time and not worry about your kid doing something? Do you want to look for a scapegoat? Do you want to blame you know, somebody else for your problems? Disney's here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I... You know, that's one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, do you want to have kids someday? Yeah, sure, but I don't want to deal with all these fucking crazies that have other that have children. Right. You know? My kids friends with one of these assholes kids. Mm. You know? That sucks. You're annoying. Shut up, Barb. Yeah. Fucking Barb. It's always a Barb. Always Barb. (laughs) So yeah, that's an interesting thing. Like I I'm Curious to see what they plan to do. I guess, you know, us Americans are a little more sensitive when it comes to that media being on there. You know, these parental groups like to get all up in arms instead of actually just trying to come to some type of middle ground and say, you know, as an adult, I enjoy a little bit of mature entertainment and I want to have access to that without having to pay more. But instead, they want to just go, oh, no, it doesn't belong over here. No, no, no. Yeah. And they, they, <laughs> what also cracks me up is, People will do anything to avoid talking to their kids like they're human beings, won't they? Well, yeah. That's That will never cease to amaze me, you know? Mm. Why do you have kids? You don't You don't want them to be full humans. No. You just you want know? to look at them. You want them to be just like you. And yeah, that's when they don't do that, weird. you're like, what happened? The instructions said if I raise them exactly the way I was raised, they'd turn out the same as me. That's yeah. not how it works. If there is one thing I do like about like our generation, it's that we are being very much more picky about having kids. Yeah. You know, we're seeing that dip happen. And I think that's a good thing because I think the people 
hopefully the people that do have kids are making that choice and are going to be awesome parents and like put a lot of thought and care into it. Yep. Very but, true. Yeah. Some of these, some of the, these people <laughs> are out of their damn minds. You know, that, that is the truth. That is the truth. But yeah, I, I don't care. I, I don't. I Well, I, I care so much as I don't want to pay for another streaming service. I know you don't want to pay for another streaming service. Nobody wants to do that. Hell no. Except for these people, apparently. But they wouldn't do it anyway because Jesus wouldn't like that, I guess. I don't I, know. I don't want to pay for the streaming services I have. You see, that's the thing. You know, we you get- don't. To be fair, you don't pay for some of the streaming services you have. <laughs> and same here. <laughs> that's true. You know, because we're 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 modern people, we have to figure out ways to enjoy the media we want to enjoy, uh, in an, in an equitable fashion. Because mm-hmm. gas prices are increasing, and you too can't, damn high. Yeah, too damn high. You can't even drive to the movies. You know, it's just too it's too no. pricey. I'm never leaving my house again. You know, you wanna you wanna go to the movies. You I'm wanna become weird and distant. There's a <laughs> weird and distant. I'm gonna be weird, weirder. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> weirder oh no am uh-huh. i weird great uh, yeah mm-hmm. shit we are so let's talk about ninja turtles i know that's not really our thing but you know what i'm excited Why? about this i'm excited because all the classic tmnt games from my youth are coming home to playstation and other systems i guess but playstation <laughs> showed us the demo first Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's coming home in the Cowabunga collection. And this sounds like an ad. I swear to God, it's not. Uh, <laughs> no, it's one of those cool retro collections um, that are curated now that I think are really going to be the future of um, making retro games more appealing to people. Because the emulators and the homebrew people and, and all that stuff, they're doing amazing things with mm-hmm. these, uh, you know, with these retro games. Uh, and so the actual game publishers like Konami actually have to catch up and give you a little bit more bang for your buck in an easy, easily digestible product like this. Right. So TMNT Calabunga Collection, are you ready? You get nine games. Some of them a are a little redundant, but there's a reason they're there. I'm not going to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles every time because, my God, I'm not being paid for this. Well, you know, kind of in a way. Thank you to our wonderful patrons. Um, but <laughs> not, the by the, part, not by the the TMNT lobbyists. That's right. I don't get paid by the I don't get paid by the mutant turtle words. So here we go. Yeah. The arcade game, the one that started it all, is going to be on there. Now, what's cool about this collection too, I should mention, is the fact that you can pause. All of these games. You can't pause an arcade game. They want your money. That's not how they work. You can also rewind. If you get killed, you can go back to a point where you felt a little bit more safe and try it again without having to start the game over. These are not new concepts. Didn't another, didn't another one of these do that recently? Yeah. as a, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a common feature uh, that is included on most of these retro releases now, which I'm thankful for. Because, honestly, there's so many games in existence, you don't have time you know, to really grind through all of them. We have Elden Rings to punish ourselves with now. We don't need this. So, yeah. Everyone can... talking about the Elden Rings. Jesus. I did not mean for that to be like a weird, like, I would, that was legitimately me just being an, a curmudgeon, you know? <laughs> um, right. So. Continue. TMNT, the arcade game. That's coming mm-hmm. first. It, 
lived in all the Pizza Huts you ever went to around that time. Uh, Turtles in Time, the sequel to the hit arcade game. Yes, that's actually coming to the collection as well. The infamous TMNT NES game that was way more difficult than it had any business being, which, of course, resulted in TMNT 2, the arcade game for the NES. Stay with me now. Because the first game was so inaccessible, (laughs) they had to port the arcade game to the NES with, of course, graphics that didn't quite live up to the arcade because you can't get that true arcade experience at home, but you got something close, and it was nice for the time. This is an entry level, you know? TMNT 3. The Manhattan Project, the one that hardly anybody played because by then we had all moved on to the Super Nintendo and TMNT 4, Turtles in Time. That's right. Somehow, the two arcade games had a third one in the sandwiched in the middle that a lot of people didn't even really think about. We also have two flavors of TMNT Tournament Fighters, the NES version, which I don't remember at all, and the Super NES version, which I had the pleasure of playing and renting from Blockbuster. It was, it was quite nice. Anyway... Yeah, you got turtles, you got Shredder, you got other mutants, I, I reckon, and you throw them at each other and they fight. That's that's the whole thing. There's a I have never played sort. any of these games. Well, I think we need to make that happen. <laughs> I am fine with not ever playing these games. This this is I'm that, turning is that on, a controversial thing. I'm turning on the turtle soup signal and saying, invite Lex on your show and have her play. Some of these wonderful gems. Oh, if I don't have to buy it and I do it for the sake of the laughs and the attention, yes. as we all know I like the attention, mm-hmm. then sure. Do it for the free, you know? There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it for the, the free and the attention, of course. There it of is. course. <laughs> don't don't even question that. Of course. And, of course, the trifecta of the Game Boy titles, Fall of the Foot Clan, Back from the Sewers, and Radical Rescue. That's a lot of... Rescue Rangers? <laughs> That was not included in this set, no. There, God damn it. There's a lot of Ninja Turtles to enjoy in this set. Holy crap. I'm not going to get it. But I thought it was interesting because like, there's so <laughs> All much. All this and you're not getting this? No, I feel a little bad about it, but not really. Because I've played most of these games already. You don't but... have to feel bad about not getting it, but why did we talk about it for so long? <laughs> Because I was actually kind of impressed by how much of this they yeah. put in there. You know, they did, did they something do anything similar. To the graphics, or is it just like a direct port kind of thing? They are uh, giving you the best version of each. So okay. yeah, yeah. Like I mean, the most updated. Yeah, version. and of course, you know, they'll probably do the thing where you can add the scan lines in if you want it to look uh, authentic and that sort of thing. Um, releases like this, like I said, they make me happy. They they put something out recently for Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love me some Castlevania games. Those those Game Boy Advance Castlevania games are classic. And I never played those either. I think anybody who enjoys Castlevania should really give those a shot. They're deep. They're good. Um, I I don't. What do you do in them? You you crack a whip at at skeletons and and fight Dracula. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. I already do that on the weekends. So. <laughs> No comment. So, don't worry about it. That's good. Cool. I'm not not gonna. Not yep. gonna okay. So Capcom also released um, a collection of the console versions. Uh, there wasn't really no arcade version, I don't think, for either of these. But Aladdin and The Lion King. So. Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah. So those were some beloved uh, games 
that was one of those I was like, oh, if I ever see this super cheap, maybe I'll try it on the Switch or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd I'd try it if it came on Game Pass. I remember I had that. Yeah, that's a better idea. I had Lion King when it came out, and it was just fucking hard, man. It was ridiculously difficult for. I don't remember ever playing the Lion King. I remember playing. Aladdin, and then I also remember this is completely separate, but playing like the Batman Returns NES oh, game. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Oh. That game was fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had low standards when it came to Batman games back then. It was like, all of right, course. you're Batman. That's great. And I still remember it being fun. I'm sure it would be terrible now if I tried to play it. But <laughs> Most games are. Yeah, I'm not going to. I mean, that's so how it works. It helps. The Mario games hold up. That's true. There are some yeah. classics that are undeniable, but for the most part, you know, they took a lot of chances and they learned a lot of lessons and you know, the game industry is better for it. So, you know, we just, we move on. Um, So, just to like, finish our gaming conversation, I guess. Yeah. You're you're digging that Elden Elden Ring or whatever everyone's talking about? I haven't played it yet because (laughs) I am still on Horizon Zero Dawn. I fell in love with this game all over again. I Mm, I can't put it down. It's so good. And I really want you to play it. I really do. <laughs> the the first one? The first or... one, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the first one. I don't have the second one. So. Yeah. Like, it's so good. I was like, you know, um, I was like, if you want me to play the second one, that's going to wait a bit. But playing the first one, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I haven't been gaming a lot lately. I've, I've played Halo with Bradley um, once twice in the past mm, two months <laughs> that's about that's about the extent of my gaming well, right now you've been a little busy you got a you got a new job you know you've been traveling you got a lot yeah. going on it's understandable yeah. you know yeah lots of stuff going on <laughs> so it's kind of difficult but yeah. yeah there you go but yeah if there was one game that i would say let's play this game right now it would be horizon Zero well, on. I have it, so that's yeah. good. And I have played some of it, and I enjoyed what I played of it. I got a little bit into it for a while, but I just never played it all the way through, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm deep in the game now. There's that's, a lot to do in that game. There is so much to do. And it's one of those games you can easily get deci- uh, distracted by side quests, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Much like this conversation. So, let's <laughs> talk about something you're excited about. That was a side quest. That was Obi-Wan. a side quest. Obi-Wan! 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 Let me tell you guys, the order of events for this whole thing was great because yes. on the day, Entertainment Weekly released some stills and the cover uh, of their magazine, their last physical magazine that they're printing is going to feature Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan on the cover. And they were so proud of that. So I, I, I kind of need it. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody should grab it. You know, it's the end of an era. Entertainment Weekly yeah. was there for you before, you know variety.com and the internet i used to whole. collect like and put up all the the like as posters the entertainment weekly covers they had you know? some great covers i mean they for did. a weekly magazine they really did a great job they did they had some great great covers yes yes i used to subscribe you know that was that Same. was one magazine i was like cool and you know it wasn't all just frivolous fluff either they would give you like book recommendations and cool mm-hmm. you know music updates and stuff like that too so you got a little bit of culture in there much like our yeah. show yeah we're the entertainment weekly of podcasts that's right Proud ooh that. yes i claim this 
except for that back page, you know, that, that was some weird times. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Obi-Wan. So the, the image came out and I shared it in Discord because if I know Lex, I know she likes her some Obi-Wan. Um, so I yes. threw the image in there and you were like, when are we going to get this trailer? And then like two hours later, <laughs> yeah. bam, trailer drop. You, 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 you just were like, and here's your trailer. And I was like, I'm going to die. The trailer <laughs> looks so fucking good. <laughs> so tell me your thoughts about this trailer. I want to hear. What did you think? I mean, I don't have like specific notes. I just fucking loved it. I just <laughs> love seeing you and back in this role. You know, absolutely. Um, I'm so excited. My brother made a point when he saw like the picture. He's like, he doesn't look like he's aged much. Like they didn't age him up a lot. Um, I was expecting a little bit more gray hair going on type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't I mean, what? It's only they showed Luke in the trailer and he's a kid. <laughs> that was so. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks like he's like six or something. Yeah, yeah, he's just chilling on top of their little, you know, igloo and just acting like he's pod racing. That was well, hilarious. I like the idea of this story being about how Obi Wan's like fucking broken mm-hmm. because he would be. He's he's just exiled and broken, like he's lost everything. Right, right. That that makes sense, especially knowing where he ends up kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not completely devoid of faith when we see him in A New Hope, but he's not – he's like he was always more pragmatic and everything like that yeah. in the prequels. So I'm just interested to see how he becomes a little bit more hopeful moving forward while also – having like all of this trauma that he went through with like Anakin, which like his love, like his love for Anakin is, you know, because he did follow the Jedi code and everything like that. Like that's, that's like the only love he's ever really known. Right. Like mm-hmm. that in Qui-Gon, like yeah. are the only like loves he's ever known and family he's ever known in his life because as we know jedis are fucking like the jedi order was fucking sick and tore kids from their families at a very young age it really like you know in in the extended universe stuff from way back they did give him some uh romantic interests and stuff like that but of course the slate was wiped clean once the disney acquisition happened so we're gonna yeah, learn. and I oh, I still don't understand, other than they use it as a plot point, why they can't have romantic interests. I think that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I think so, too. It's like, Jesus They're like, Christ. if you have emotions, it'll corrupt you. And I'm like... <laughs> no, that's that's not how that works. If you, if you, that, no, no. <laughs> it's like an army of Spocks, I tell you. Uh, but um, I'm curious how long it's going to take for Darth Maul to show up. Because in that trailer... They play Duel of the Fates right away. Mm-hmm. We know because of the uh, the cartoons that are considered lore, uh, you know, official canon, I should say, yeah. um, that Darth Maul is not dead. Oh, I should also say he made a guest appearance in um, uh, Rogue Solo. One. That they was it Rogue One. Or, so, no, I'm sorry, Solo. You were right, Solo. Yeah. Okay, it's it's easy to get those two confused because they yeah. yeah they both have that similar vibe, but. Um, yeah. In Solo, 
he made an appearance and they never yeah. followed up on it. I mean, I, I know they expected Solo to do better. But I was going to say they, they thought Solo was going to have a sequel and he was going to be like a villain in the sequel. So now they could just bring him back in this. Mm-hmm. He's going to I think he is definitely going to be in this um, right. unless they decide to tease him for a season two. Um, but, yeah, that's like that's going to be a thing. Um I don't know. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if they do that and then kind of wrap this up. And then if it does as well as they think it will, then maybe they can do another like bottle story for yeah. another season. Well, I I'm glad like this. it's not a movie. I'm glad that it's a TV show because I really want them to like sit with the emotions that the character has gone through. Yeah. I mean, especially with Ewan McGregor, you know, you and have an actor like him. Too. We didn't see him in the trailer, but like, like Hayden Christensen has returned as well, which I was very shocked to hear that because yeah. he has kind of distanced himself from it, I think because of all the bullshit that they went through. Mm-hmm. Well, um, hopefully he gets treated a little bit kinder this time around i I, mean, I think the fans have gotten better about him i really do about i think that him yes in general they're still on their old oh, bullshit. absolutely not about yeah. him i think they've kind of shifted and gone oh he wasn't the problem right that doesn't make their the fandom any less toxic it's literally like it's like the worst fucking fandom out there in my opinion but whatever yeah yeah i mean it's it's up there if not the worst for sure, because yep. you can you can come into a uh, you can come into a day excited about seeing something or having just watched a, a new episode of a Star Wars show or something, and you can't wait to talk to somebody about it online, and then you click on Twitter and it's everybody hates it. Like what? What? Why? Why are we <coughs> we we're doing this today? We're bullying this 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 black woman who is the host of a Star Wars podcast because. Somebody else didn't get the job now? What? How? What is going on? Uh, because they're assholes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I understand why a lot of people don't want to identify themselves as Star Wars fans and just enjoy it privately because, yeah, there's what's the what's the value of being part of that community if, you know, all you see is the bullying and the hate and the discourse and all that? Yeah, I mean, there's several things that I just enjoy on my own that I just shut the fuck up about um, in public. For instance, Doctor Who. You know, um, today I think was the first time that I tweeted about Doctor Who in um, maybe like five years, just because the the fan base is just they're getting out of control. They're wild. Yeah. A lot of them yeah. are wild. You know, especially when we got the when we got the female Doctor. You know, it was like, oh my god. But I digress. Obi-Wan looks phenomenal. I am excited for it. I can't wait to see what they do. This is the most excited I've been for anything Star Wars related in quite some time. The music is going to be stunning because they bought back... um, John Williams. John Williams, of course, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. This, This feels like Star Wars, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and we've had some disappointment. I mean, like, yeah, I... I, I know that people have loved The Mandalorian. Has re- really, it feels like Boba Fett came and then just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I did not really hear anyone talking about it beyond, like, the first episode. Well, I mean, that's that's part of what the problem is with Star Wars fandom in general. Like, just Boba Fett had so much lead time, the character, of, mm-hmm. of being this badass silent figure that we don't know much about. 
So the more we learn about this character that doesn't match up with what the fan base had in their mind of how he should be, right? the more angry they're going to be about it. So there yeah. was going to be complaining. There was going to be disappointment. It wasn't going to be everybody's cup of tea. I enjoyed it for what it was. I never watched it. You know, um, I don't care about Boba Fett. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did enjoy The Mandalorian, though, right? Yeah. 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 The Mandalorian's its own thing, though. Like, uh, and and Boba Fett, I'm just like, eh, I'm just like, I don't care about this character. Well, and, and well, I'll say, and I'm sure you've heard this by now, but there's a lot of things you should watch Boba Fett for if you're following the Mandalorian story. Right. It's like tied. I mean, that makes sense given how the Mandalorian was going. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like and yes, I do know some things. Okay. Because <laughs> you know it's Twitter, yeah. so I'm never I'm not going to not learn those things. Right, right. Um, and it's unfortunate because yeah, I would like to have the option not to watch stuff like that, or you know, just make my own choice about that. And they basically made it mandatory viewing if you want to watch the next season of Mandal- Mandalorian. Yeah. So. When does the next season of Mandalorian come out? I don't know. I feel like they're filming it now. But yeah. I don't have anything concrete, so that's just me. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right. A little bit of disappointing news here. Uh, before we went to record tonight, I learned that uh, Luis from Sesame Street has passed away. He was 81 years old. Uh, the actor who played him, Emilio Delgado, was mm-hmm. a staple on Sesame Street for the vast majority of my childhood. And, uh, yeah. You know, he went away for a little bit came back um him and maria i believe he he ran the fix it shop you know mm-hmm. it's always sad when somebody who's associated with sesame street passes away because you know these these characters are eternal and you know i think it's really discounted how critical uh the human actors were as well in establishing the, right. the whole vibe the whole mood of sesame street especially in those early years that when they pass away, you know, it's it's like we're losing one of our beloved childhood characters as well. So Yeah, and and you've read the uh the Jim Henson book when it was, you know, the funeral for Jim Henson. Um and I think of things like that for when we lose like a member of you know, the Sesame Street or Muppets or all like all of that henson universe creations community so yeah i heard about that right before the show too and it's yeah. incredibly sad um i'm glad he lived a long life but it still sucks you know yeah yeah absolutely i think he was part of that um that documentary as well that i talked about a few episodes back street gang um they did their best to bring back a lot of the yeah. uh the people involved that was a good documentary i'm glad you liked it yeah it was uh it was really well done. It's on HBO. Yeah, I did go back and, it and watch it uh, mm. when you told me to. So I, I enjoyed enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Eighty one. I mean, like you said, that's a long life. I'm glad he got to see so much yeah. of uh, the world in his in his uh, tour with us here. So you know, uh, yeah. just our love and respect R. to R. him and his family. And yeah, 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 and the, like, like, you know, cast and crew and stuff of that who were close to him. You know? Absolutely, yeah, yep. Um, some other TV 
news, related news, not sad. I guess I I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen the Batman. I I have not heard you talk about the Batman, so I assume you haven't seen the Batman either. I have not seen the Batman. Um, this is no spoilers for the Batman, like of of the storyline. But they're going to make some sort of limited series. I don't know when it takes place. I don't know any context of that. But they are, they have greenlit a Penguin TV show. Wow, okay. Starring Colin Farrell already. Interesting. Off of the Batman. Colin Farrell, by the way, great episode of Hot Ones. Just got released last oh, week. Oh, really? Yeah, he's pretty good on yeah, that. Yeah, he's an interesting dude. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, he's he's mellowed out, uh, you know, as he's gotten a little older. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, he definitely seems like a wild guy, but not in a like problematic way. Right? Has he had issues in in a problematic way? I haven't heard anything. I think maybe. Yeah, I don't think so. Years ago, there was a tape that got leaked, but that's. Yeah, but that's not. Not that's, on him. You know, no, it's not a no. criticism on him at all. It's just, no. you know, that's, it's unfortunate. That's actually like he's kind of a victim in that. So, exactly. You know, yeah. That doesn't count. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, no, he's, I am, I don't, I don't want to say I'm surprised because it feels like, you know, this is the trend now. After Suicide Squad, we got Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, and now we're getting a, an unassuming spinoff based on a villain once again with the penguins. So I am, Curious to see how they work this out. The Penguin has never been given the spotlight like this before. Yeah, I can't say I've ever cared about the Penguin on right, this level. Right. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm, I haven't heard anything negative about the Batman at all. So. Same. <laughs> um, I've heard mostly good things, even if like people didn't love it. It was like, oh, okay. I've heard it's long. That's the only... Yeah, Issue. and you know, I saw I saw a lot of the typical, you know, white dudes on on uh on YouTube reviewing the movie. I'm like, I need to see some other takes on this before I really buy into this. Is it just like, you know, the the siren call <laughs> for the right. dude bros or is it actually enjoyable? And no, there's there's a lot of diversity in the people who have enjoyed it. So, I'm glad to see that. Um, yeah, I want to check it out. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, I do too. And I'm still kind of like, I, I have, I still haven't been to a theater, so I feel kind of weird about that. I'm not well, saying I won't go, but you, you want to hear about a nightmare scenario that happened <laughs> during a screening of the Batman. Actually, I have two stories about this. Um, both of which are not awful, but not ideal. Uh, the first okay. one, uh, a screening of the Batman had to be shut down at a theater. Uh-huh. Because of real bats that had posted no. up. No. <laughs> well, that's they, just great marketing. They Warner quickly Brothers. evacuated the, the theater and gave uh, people their their refunds and told them to come back another time. But of all the movies, <laughs> that's creepy. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, Kevin Smith obviously loves the Batman, but Kevin Smith loves everything, and I love that about him. Um. But this story, this is the one that really stuck, struck, uh, struck me as strange. This comes from Yahoo Entertainment. Who needs the Joker? Major theater chains turned everyone who saw the Batman into a clown. Uh. Last week, oh. AMC theaters elicited a lot of offended gasps from movie fans after CEO Adam Aaron announced that the company would be jacking up ticket prices for the Batman. I saw so, this. They are experimenting with charging more for big movies like this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, 
an interesting movie to test this out on. But I kind of understand because it was guaranteed to do big box office. So people showed up. This isn't going to go away, unfortunately. They did. It made a lot of money. It did it really made well. A ton um, of money. Yeah, so. they're gonna they're gonna make their sequels for sure. Yeah, I mean, if a spinoff TV show got approved this fast, you know, <laughs> there was no pulling the leg. There was no. I know. Back and forth. I I know that Bradley saw it and he had some criticism of it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really asking for details, obviously, because and you know, but like he was saying, it is like a complete story. Okay. Which I think nowadays is more rare. Um, so I'm curious to see, are they going to move moving forward? Or are they going to like, do they have a plan? Or is it just going to be kind of like detective adventures with yeah. the Batman? I don't know. Nowadays we can say that for sure. I feel like the Batman films, one, one positive thing I can say about them across the board, um, outside of uh, Ben Affleck's tenure, you know, no dig on him at all. Mm-hmm. But the solo Batman films, they do tend to tell a complete story, you know? Yeah, they do. Then they, they could do. be the last, because I, I feel like they understand, like, it's it's kind of a James Bond vibe with Batman that... Yeah, uh, absolutely. We could lose this actor, so we're going to get a whole story out of him <laughs> before That's we That's true. On. We complain a lot about all the Batman, but, like, it is kind of like our James Bond. That's true. That is true. Um, the fact that we've had so many Spider-Men is weird. That but is also true. You don't need so many Spider-Men. Yeah. So AMC people, AMC has become the villain in this story. Raising ticket prices. They've been the villain. Come on. <laughs> that is true. They are a little opportunistic. All right. Um, have you heard about The Boys Diabolical? No. What is this? It is a spinoff of The Boys comic and TV show. And I say <laughs> it that way because... It's a lot like the Animatrix. It's an animated uh, series. takes takes place, I guess you can call it a miniseries. It's like five or six episodes. Okay. And each episode is a different art style, different creative team, and it focuses on a different aspect of this world. So some cool things about it, um, there is one episode that ties directly into the next season of The Boys. So you have that. Oh. You know, um, there is an episode that is basically it, it takes place in the world of the comic version of the boys you know mm-hmm. and they did bring in uh you know uh garth ennis to write that one so that was kind of cool that's cool uh yeah i mean it's it's an interesting animated series it's an interesting experiment it's raunchy they, as fuck it is just violent just like the show they haven't promoted this at all i've never even heard of it i think they're scared that Kids are going to see it and parents are going to freak out. Fair enough. Because the first episode. That's a good idea. And this is one they've been showing all over the previews. Uh, (laughs) This is one they've been showing all over the previews. So it's not a spoiler, really. It's one of those baby's day out sort of deals. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a lot like uh, Jack Jack from The Incredibles where the baby has like heat vision. So he's like killing people and stuff. Yeah, it's a murder spree. And it's awful. And it just, oh, it's just fucked up. It's fucked up. But it's in that whimsical animation style where it doesn't oh, really, you know, read as, oh, this is adult. No, it's like. Yeah, definitely going to have some parents let their kids throw that on. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. And then there's an episode by Justin Roiland. And, you know, for those who watch Rick and Morty, I don't have but to tell But once again, you. like, I, 
I don't see any problem with doing that unless you're specifically marketing towards kids and you're doing a fucked up thing. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it. Watch what your kids are watching. That's part of your job as a parent. I'm sorry. It is. Make sure to put on those parental locks on your streaming services if you care that much. Yeah. All right. And also talk to your kids, you know. Scary. Just talk to them. I know, but that's part of it. If it's too scary, then you shouldn't have them. All right, next one's kind of wall of weirdy, but not quite. Oh, our wall of weird is weird this week. By the way, I'm I ready. just want to throw that out there. It's, I'm ready it's for a, that. It's I don't want to say a good one. <laughs> it's it's a one. It's a one. It's but a one. We have a little preview. We have a little uh, uh prequel, I should say, to the wall of weird. The wall of eh, you know, it's kind of strange. Um. I, 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 Michael Sarah just confirmed that he had a secret baby six months after becoming a dad. Is that that strange? I was like, I don't know anything about Michael Sarah. That's not the strange part. People have kids. There's a story in our they quick do? hits about people okay. having kids. That's fine. The weird thing about it is that Amy Schumer was the one that admitted this, that, that oh, outed no. him to the world. By, like, accident? Yes. The notoriously private actor was outed by Amy Schumer. And this comes from fatherly.com. Um, yep, here we go. Uh, Michael just mm-hmm. wrapped up a movie, Life and Beth, with co-star Amy Schumer. I've seen that advertised on Hulu. And during yeah. a promotional interview, Amy spoke about the lessons she has for her baby two-year-old, Jean. Then Amy said, Michael has a baby, too. Is that public knowledge? And she paused and said, I just outed him. I just outed his baby. Oh. Was he in the interview with her? No. Oh. I'm sure he's not, hopefully not too pissed about that. Things happen. I know. know? I know. But it's like in in the world of celebrity, of course, everybody wants to control how much exposure their child has to the world. Yeah. You know, and that's fair. It is. It's absolutely fair when you're that high profile. And I'm sure Amy Schumer didn't mean it, but fuck. No, she didn't. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like someone's going to find out, like, well, I don't know. Does Michael Sarah have paparazzi? I doubt it. No, I doubt it. So, like, why is I don't even understand why he's that worried. I don't know. But if he wants to be a private guy, that's his prerogative. And, and It is. It is. Know. But I'm just saying I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine, but... I don't think he's any on any social media either, so that helps. Right, 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 right. It's just, man, you know, you, you try yeah, to no, do things sucks. a certain way. And that sucks for Amy Schumer to accidentally do that, like, you know, and to be in that position of, like, I fucked up. I, I like feel this terrible. Too. It's awful for Entertainment Tonight to go ahead and publish that part of the interview. They should have been classy enough to be like, okay, if you don't want this to be public knowledge, we'll strike it from the record. Oh, I know. That would be the right thing, but it's it's also entertainment tonight. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> they're not gonna they're not gonna strike shit from the record. I mean, they're not access Hollywood. So. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to get into quick hits that you've got on here, or do you want to talk about the wall of weird? Well, the quick hits were more, um, you know, if we were or- short on time or anything, but. By the look of things, by the sound of things, this wall of weird is going to be meaty. So let's get into the wall of weird. Wall of weird. This one is from Gawker. Gawker. 
Yeah, but also Hollywood Reporter, kind of. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, you know him. We love him. Mm-hmm. Talented actor, great actor. Um, Oscar winning. He's been nominated. I know he did win an Oscar last year. He's holding year. an okay. Oscar in this photo. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he, he is. is a small photo. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's carrying it for someone else. No, he won it for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, he has hired a Daniel Kaluuya has hired a new personal manager named Hair Air Holiness. Okay. Already, I'm I'm a, perturbed by this. A now dead LinkedIn page. Holiness describes herself as a life strategist and a quote headmistress of something called the International Alma, Alma Mater Blessed University. Those are some words. Re- abbreviated elsewhere as the I am. Um, hmm. Belloni Belloni <laughs> heard that <laughs> holiness was shut up a major presence during the recent production of nope the new jordan peele movie from universal okay starring kalua at least one source says people in the shoot were quote concerned by her behavior this seemed fine if weird but a month later um kalua abruptly fired his agency caa Management's um his management 360 still reps him though. Okay. Again, not that crazy. This is what the article is. Again, not that crazy. People leave their agents all the time. Still, you can't help but wonder: Did he fire his reps, but not his manager, to crawl into bed, metaphorically speaking, with a life strategist slash headmistress of the I am blessed university? So. The New York Post read an art, wrote an article over the weekend saying that insiders are worried about his ties to this life strategist. Oh, no. He met Air um, through ma- a makeup artist on the set of Black Panther. At the time, she went by Air Princess. And just to um, clarify, in addition it's like to f- Air, like Air to the Throne. Yeah, H-E-I-R. Mm-hmm. Air Princess. Yeah. In addition to firing his agents, he also recently ditched his publicist of four years, his stylist and multiple assistants. And this uh, source told the paper, to be honest, we can't quite figure out who she is. We really have no clue as his team has shifted camps. The Post also confirmed that Holiness, who calls (laughs) herself a spiritual gangster on Instagram, made an appearance on the Nope set. Where the source, uh, where the source said the crew were very afraid of her and very concerned that she had taken over Daniel Kaluuya's life and all of the decisions had to go through her. Hmm. There had been multiple blowups, and and said, "Was everyone a fan of her on set?" No. I'm very curious about what these like blowups were. Like, this is Gawker. You know, yeah. And I know they have to fill out this story with with you know little bits and pieces and everything, but you know, social media is is a is a very um, invasive thing. You would think by now, much like we heard about with the whole like you know COVID restriction uh, denial of of um, oh my goodness, 
Letitia Wright. You oh know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like denying the uh, the vaccination. Denying the vaccination and everything. Yeah, you would think we would hear something more in detail about what's going on with Daniel Kaluuya, um, especially if this started on the Black Panthers set. You know, uh, it seems like everybody. Oh, well, he met her on there. That doesn't mean that he was like deep in the association. It sounds like it's grown from there. Yeah. But- now forgive me. What? What did she do on the Black Panther set? She was just there? He met her through a makeup artist. Okay. So it just a associate. And let's be honest, if she is a nefarious person, she's going to do what she can to get to people like this who she are sounds successful. Like a bullshit artist is what she sounds yeah, like. Yeah. My goodness. Okay. Um, this YouTube. Okay. So, um, uh, so holiness denied working for Kalua. Um, Kluya, sorry. Several of the uh, social media accounts have been disabled, including her LinkedIn and at least one Twitter account, but inactive Pinterest accounts, Facebook profiles, and YouTube pages apparently linked to holiness are still up. The YouTube page includes a bio, peace be with you. My name is Hair Holiness, Air Holiness, and I am the founder of the International Alma Mater. The I the am. I am. <laughs> A self-love, self-growth, growth, self-realization creation station. Huh. This, this is like where I. Bar. This sounds like a cult. This is where I speak about spiritual principle, processes, practices, and perspectives that guarantee you are peace and power and prosperity. You are. Yes. This is where you get through the boyfriends, the breakups, the breakdowns, all the way down to the breakthroughs. With grace and ease. I also share, uh, like, I mean, it's just. It goes on and on. There's a lot of um, promises mm-hmm. being made here. Um, and it ends in a yay. Uh, hmm. It also links to a website called YourSpiritualFriend.com, an online store that exclusively sells crystal pyramids that attach to cars. They run yeah. $10.10 a pop and can involve four different types of rocks. Um, and Daniel's management has, con- or not management, um, CAA has confirmed he is no longer an agent with them. So that part is true. Huh. Um, he did fire people and he's got this weird person associated with him. I hope he's all right. I hope so too. I hope he's not, uh, like in deep with a nefarious person you yeah, know yeah because this mean, happens especially and then like the more isolated you become he's so famous and successful yeah it's hard for him to go out easily Man. like more isolation pandemic even more isolation you got to keep people in your life to keep you grounded and this is yeah not- this is the opposite, man. Yeah, I have at least once a month. You call me a piece of shit to keep me grounded. You, you know? know what? I, I, I I'm decree- glad to be that friend because yeah, I appreciate it. Everybody needs that friend. You yeah. need somebody that's gonna bring it down to brass tacks. Mm-hmm. I remind you that time that you busted your ass on the on the ice, or that time that you didn't bring your homework in, and maybe you went up to the chalkboard to write something up there, and you just let out the most redonkulous fart in front of the whole classroom. What I'm getting at is this. I'm not saying that you deserve to be bullied, 
I'm saying that you do deserve love and all this grace and beauty and everything like that. But you need somebody that loves you for you and not for some imaginary version of yourself that you make up calling yourself hair holiness or hair princess or hair Jordan. No. Hair Jordan? Oh, my God, Matthew. No. <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya, I hope you're all right, man. I hope he's doing okay. Bro, don't let your life get ruined by someone named Vanilla. I mean... I'm just throwing that out there. We watched a documentary about him being taken to a sunken place and about all the trouble that erupted yeah. from that. Somebody go lay hands on this brother. Not in a mean way, not in a violent <laughs> way, in a, in a, in a way of prayer, love, I want to know acceptance. what she looks like. <sighs> Let's see if we can find a picture. I just, I love Daniel Kaluuya. I don't want him to fall from who he is. No, I agree. He's, Less yeah, I mean, he's one of the most talented actors of his generation. I don't think there's any denying that. Right. Uh, yeah, so I don't want him to... Uh, no, I don't know. The, I, I, don't, I can't verify what picture is what of this girl. There's a lot of pictures of them just, like, coupled up. Like, they look... If you, if you yeah, showed it looks like me it's these photos, girlfriend. and I had to guess what it was, I would say, they're dating, you know? Um, because yeah, which that would make sense. There's one of them in a hot air balloon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's another one of them just chilling at a party. Just uh, Is that the same girl? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, I see it now. Same girl across the way. You know, I'm on page six. Yeah, it does look like, it does look like it's his girlfriend. Right. So, okay, if that's the case, cool. Whoever you are, don't let another person take over your life. Make sure to stay true to yourself. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Yeah, the right person will bring out, like, the best in you and want you to have a good life for yourself as well. Yeah, and life coaches yeah. are absolutely a real thing. There are people who can help you Yeah, just, yeah. you know... That's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it, it's a, it's along the same lines of having a therapist, somebody that knows you and that can bring yeah. out the best in you and help you realize the best about yourself, but not somebody who's unlicensed and is... <laughs> Got a penchant for uh, alliteration in mm-hmm. the in their in their mission statements. Oh boy, this is something else right here. I, yeah, it's like a I very said. weird story. It's weird that it's such a high profile actor too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even we were talking about like the more like much more extreme. But when we were talking about Nexium, like you know, Allison Mack was not a a list star. You know, right. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why Scientology was so fascinating because, you know, Tom Cruise is the biggest star in the world. And then that was happening like when that, you know, that era of him marrying Katie Holmes and going absolutely apeshit on, on Oprah, you know, that was really weird. And this kind of gives me that vibe. I'm like, something weird's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. It's off. There's there's something going on there. I'm sure we'll get the full story. I hope I'm wrong. I, or I hope that this article's wrong, is what I should say. I hope he's happy, and I hope he comes out yeah. of the other side of this okay. You know, there's a lot of times where we have to rediscover who we are. There are times where we're at our lowest. Sometimes people take advantage of that. Um, you yeah. know, people deal with depression. They deal with just, you know, losing themselves. Over these past couple years, a lot of people can associate with that. But, uh, you know, there's also situations where... We've all been in, in, in relationships that people have warned us against. And despite their yeah. best intentions, we don't listen. So there's some lessons that need to be learned on your own, you know? 
Yeah. There's some no, lessons absolutely. that have to be learned like that. Some things, it's like if it's a mistake, it's mine to make. Exactly. You know? Hey, that's I like that. That's good. That's perfect. Yeah. I like that. A lot. I, I think that's uh, I think that's what is going on with him. Uh, but hopefully, it doesn't take him too too far into it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's just it. We're here to support you, Daniel Kaluuya. He, why do I talk to him like he's listening to the show? <laughs> he's he's obviously listening to the show. You know this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, we do have time for a couple quick hits. I can't wait to hear your reaction about these stories. Hit me. 25 years ago today, the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer debuted Welcome to Hellmouth. That's awesome. And it, as we all know, it came from thin air. It was created by no one um, just appeared like the stars. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. No creator. Just, uh, well, I mean. Sarah Michelle Geller is obviously the All creator, but you know. Respect to Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes. You know, the unproblematic Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> Love her. Love her and Freddie Prince. I saw her posting about Freddie Prince's birthday. Oh. Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Because obviously Freddie Prince was also famous. But, you know, posting about Freddie's birthday, and I'm like, God, one of my favorite Hollywood couples. Because you know what? You don't even think about them as a Hollywood couple. Exactly. You don't. Right. They're just a couple. It's they're like a couple you went to high school with, and you're like, God, I'm glad they're still together. You know, she does her acting, and Freddie Prinze does his podcast about how he used to work for WWE, because, you know, that was weird. Um, he also, like, does a lot of voice work, doesn't he? That's, that's his true. big thing now. That's true yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick that's Cannon's awesome, talk show has been canceled after one season. I didn't even know he had a talk show, but he, that sounds about right. <laughs> people waiting at the dentist during the uh, the work week knew that Nick Cannon had a talk yeah. show, and now they know that it no longer exists. But it outlasted Chevy Chase and Matthew He's got to give one of his kids up for adoption now, right? Like, he doesn't have <laughs> enough money. He, lo- he loses a job. He's got to give one kid up for adoption. Well, now he's got time to raise his children and make up more weird conspiracy theories about. But does he have money to, to raise his children? Mm. Because he has so many of them. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, when you when you co-parent with Mariah Carey, et cetera, um, you know, you got that cash. I don't worry about the Mariah kids. Of the the Mariah, <laughs> the Mariah <laughs> that, kids are fine. <laughs> the Mariah kids will be more than okay. Yeah. It's the rest of the children that I'm concerned the about. The cannon crew. It's the other cannon yeah. crew you got to worry yeah. about. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's better the, call Saul. the canonically other children that like I'm concerned about. <laughs> the canonically. Canonically like other kids. Um, Mariah will take care of her kids. I'm not worried. She she don't she doesn't need him. He did his job. Yeah. She's yeah. done. You know. Um, uh, Better Call Saul season five finally coming to Netflix after like a year and a half. <laughs> I have never seen an episode of this show. <laughs> Freaking bad! I've never seen a single fucking episode of Better Call Saul. I've seen every episode of Better Call Saul except for things. season five, and I can honestly tell you, you're not missing that much. I just kind of watch it because I'm hoping something will happen. Oh, I know. I've heard it's great. That's that's kind of sad. I I mean, that's okay. It lives in the shadow of Breaking Bad, and that's on me. I feel like uh, it's good, but it could be better. Ha ha! Shout out to Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, yeah. Last bit sense. of last bit of quick hit. Grimes and Elon Musk secretly had another baby three months ago. How do you pronounce babies. this baby's name? Is it is it Nexium? 
Pretty much. I'm going to try it. We're going to do this live. Exadark Sidereal Musk. Her cool. nickname is Y. The letter Y. Because the first baby's nickname is X. Like the last man? <laughs> like the last man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ugh. I don't like them. And I. it's sad that they procreated again. <laughs> Once was enough. I I go between, like, there's certain waves where it's like, okay, I kind of like this aspect of them, but then it's like, oh, no. They're weird. And not They're very way. weird. <laughs> In a terrible way. In a terrible way. Anyway, shout out to Elon Musk. If you're listening to this, we have a No, fuck uh, you, Elon Musk. Patreon if you're listening, tier. fuck you. Yeah, no, no. I don't want your money. Hold fuck on. You. I'm working towards that. We okay. have a Patreon tier, Elon, where we will come and punch you in the fucking face. Oh, true. I Yeah, I'll do that. I'll yeah, do that. There you go. I will. See? See? Yeah. I got your back. We're fine. Yeah, <laughs> Elon, you can feel something for the first time in your life. <laughs> Throw in a free Tesla, too. Why not? I don't care. Um, eh, I'm probably just, like, crash. I mean, we can sell that, too, and get a little more cash. Oh, true. Yeah, we'll just all know. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. You can follow us on the social media at Lex and Matt across the board. Make sure that you are subscribed to our Patreon because you know what? We love doing this show for you. We want to keep bringing it to you. Subscribe to the Patreon. Get cool mini episodes. Get access to the Discord channel where we just had Pet Pick Thursday. And trust me. Best day of the week have adorable pets all of us we do and we post about them and everyone gets to enjoy those pet pics so you should join who are you to deny that our pets are adorable they are adorable that's right And we have little bemo buttons that you can give when people post their pet pics it's one of the best things about it patreon.com slash lex and matt is how you get to the patreon page it is well worth your time and your money so thank you thank mm-hmm. you for that yes um, we appreciate you yeah that's all we got for this week thank you for joining us once again promise we'll bring you all the latest news on secret babies and i just wanted to let you know before i let you go this is very important always remember do not trust the b in apartment 23 Oh, my God. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz, and I'm confused about what Matt just said. (laughs) Be excellent (laughs) to each other. (laughs) Bye.